following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Fantasy Football Talk is back here as Reinhold Bailey returns to join me as we discuss fantasy football ramifications for some of the biggest off-season moves. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Well, my man, Ryan, it has been a long, long off season. Welcome back to the show. How you feeling, man? It's been a long time since we've got a talk in podcast form. Yeah, dude, it's been a while. I'm retired with three kids now, and it's, just, uh, <laughs> it's been a crazy off season. Yes. A long off season. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. And we're in that like dead period. Well, we're, I think we're coming off of the dead period where things start to get a little more interesting. Um, you know, people start talking fantasy football, I guess, a little bit yeah. more at this point. Dynasty drafts, uh, you, you know, some of them maybe starting around this time, maybe, um, you know. All maybe, my Dynasty leagues have drafted already. So, yeah, we're, we're done. We're, oh, you're done with <laughs> Dynasty already. So that's yeah. that's good. Maybe somebody new starting a Dynasty league somewhere yep. uh, is getting their, uh, you know, getting their draft underway. But, um, but yeah, this is we, we did really good with these episodes last year, uh, last season. They were a lot of fun, um, especially leading up to the actual fantasy football season to to get underway and we thought you know it'd be appropriate to come back and just kind of just go over this this last off season that we had and uh and try and nitpick through some of the <laughs> the biggest moves i guess so many um, of them th- there were a lot there were a lot and as i was going through them some were significantly better than others uh big defensive moves we're not going to cover really cover those today and as far as what they mean for fantasy implications you know anything like that but we're going to stick with the on the offensive side of the ball um you know and 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 kind of go through there and navigate and see who you know who gets who benefits who doesn't really uh but man i'm just glad we're back in the swing of things it's uh <laughs> fantasy is a fun a fun thing to talk about it's 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 a nice reset especially with how hectic it gets towards the end of its seasons um just to be like, okay, cool. All right. There's hope again. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like, like you said, this off season has been just unreal. Like we were talking about like what we were going to talk about and you've mentioned Christian Kirk. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that guy did get paid $20 million. Didn't he? <laughs> like, wow. Christian Kirk's going to make more money than I see in my whole life. That's, that's really insane. <laughs> is, isn't it? I mean, say, say Jones is going to do pretty well for himself. Yeah. Say Jones isn't going to be a subject of discussion on today's episode. I can assure you of that. He did get paid a lot of money, though, which is like, but he's just not going to be fantasy. It's like, why? Like, what is Jacksonville? What are you? You think Trevor Lawrence is like, all right, guys, chill out. <laughs> Relax. 
I know, right? Say something for me or yeah. say some water for the fishes or something. Just something like, yeah, it was. Zay Jones takes any of my money, I'm walking. <laughs> I, yeah, they shell out a crap ton of money. And my favorite thing of the, like the Christian Kirk thing, which we're going to talk about his pros and cons, I guess, in a little bit. But um, just, he was like, he was like, man, I don't know why people are getting down on me and this and that. It's like, bro, get paid, but. You just messed up. You, messed up. you know, no, I mean? it's not like, his fault. I like Christian Kirk's a good player, but he's not like this premier wide receiver that they paid him to be. Right. Like, great on Christian Kirk. Absolutely amazing for you as a person. That's unreal. But it's like, as a fan, you're like, huh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, no, I 100%. So, yeah. So, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to go through the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the pros and cons of kind of the, the biggest top 15. I think we went through. Um, we agreed on the list here for, uh, for, for offseason moves, free agency signings, trades, et cetera. But, um, but yeah, it's fantasy football from now until January. We're back. Now until January. We are back. So, um, yeah, let's have some fun. You know, we just talked extensively about Christian Kirk. I think he might be an appropriate person to um, to perhaps start off this uh, this this round of fantasy football talks with. Um, Kirk is going to Jacksonville, who needs wide receiver help. Uh, Any significant. help, really? We thought that they had a pretty good wide receiver room last year, and such. But I mean, in your opinion, what does Christian Kirk really? You know, what does he bring to to Jacksonville? As far, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, most importantly. I mean, he brings that that deep threat aspect that they were looking for. I mean, you know, if you remember, I think they brought him on Austin, I believe, which was so weird. Another Bill signed him. It's like, what? Tavon Austin is he back? <laughs> no, he's not. But like, what's going on? But yeah, like Christian Kirk is going to bring that deep threat off that 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 deep threat um, to Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Like like you said, you know, they were coming in last year. DJ Chark, um, Visca Chenault was a promising name, and now he's at the bottom of the totem pole right now. Right. So, um, in terms of fantasy, I think Christian Kirk is going to be like they're they paid him. I think they're going to use him like their number one receiver right now. So. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, I mean, obviously the, the pros for that does mean that, Hey, uh, maybe Trevor Lawrence has his guy. Maybe yeah. I think, I think still think LaVisca Chenault is, it can be, um, you know, can contribute considerably, but, um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, it, I, I'm not going to be reaching for Christian Kirk. Let's just say that, no. but I think it will benefit no. uh, Trevor Lawrence like I would consider drafting a Trevor Lawrence, like like Trevor Lawrence ahead of Christian Kirk. Um, I think right. the benefit more more so goes towards Trevor in this instance. I'm comfortable with Kirk as my wide receiver, maybe three, more more of a four for me. Right. So one of those later rounds, you know, depth positions, st- stuff like that. Um, Low risk, high reward kind of guy. Dra- draft him in the double digit rounds if he's there. If he's there for sure, for sure. And you know what? He might be a late round steal for some people, mm-hmm. um, you know, but he's going to a system that apparently wants to invest in him being the number one guy. Right. Does this hurt anybody? I uh, heard it hurt anybody's stock in your opinion. Um, I mean, I don't think it's hurting anyone on the Cardinals. I don't think Kyler Murray is like, oh shit, there goes Christian. Like, um, <laughs> um, I've, no, I don't think anyone 
no is really going to be affected by this big time no negatively no i don't think so i think chenault if he's going to be the player that they anticipate him to be he's still going to perform it's not going to take away looks from him um or maybe some of the other because who else do they have they have they have zay jones they have Um, marvin jones still is that was that i have no idea i know dj chark went to the lions that's correct yep um I think Marvin Jones is still there. He's got to be. He's got to be. Right? Because um, Galladay went to the Giants. I used, used to get those two mixed up. Galladay's with the Giants. Yeah. Jones is down in Jacksonville. He just signed last year, to my yeah, understanding. They, they were both really good with Detroit, too. Whew. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, um, so yeah. yeah so Marvin Christian, Jones is still with Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I don't anticipate too much, you know, bad happening. Uh, to any players, any fantasy value going down with Christian Kirk signing. So, do you think that hurts Etienne or Robinson mm-hmm. a little bit? I don't know if you know. I, I might put it because I don't know what Etienne is yet. Right, no one does. Right, exactly. That's the thing. I, I know think he, if he anything, out, with- he he had came out and said he wants to be like a Debo Samuel thing. Like he'd be totally fine with, with with that kind of role. Yeah, and and that's what he was in college. You know, he was drafted as a good pass catcher and also really good on the ground. So, um, maybe that could limit some of Etienne's targets. Like we don't have a baseline. You know what I mean? So exactly, we'll get a good idea of it. I mean, I don't know if Etienne's going to be somebody that people are are going to grab high rounds either. But right. if anything, a deep threat like Christian Kirk, I think, it, in my opinion, that would only help a Open running up. back situation. Yeah. So if if Robinson is the guy, which I think he should be, he's that damn good. Or whether it's Etienne, um, you know, that should help out their fantasy value a little bit because instead of being the team's only potential, you know only weapons on paper right now. Right. Uh, there's a little bit, you can spread out the offense a little bit more. So, um, so I think that's a wrap on Christian Kirk. So one down 14 more to go. Uh, let's take a look at Marquez Valdez Scantling, mm-hmm. who was a big signing uh, by the Kansas city chiefs earlier this uh, earlier in this off season. Of course, Casey lost Tyree kill who we're going to talk about momentarily. Uh, but MVS, he's uh, he's leaving Green Bay, where eh, <laughs> yeah. uh, there was some inconsistencies. But um, it, you know, it's it's tough. It's there's a lot of mouths to feed in Green Bay, which is you know, we're, and it's it's especially hard with them when one of them was Devontae Adams. Yeah. But uh, Valdez Scanlon goes to, um, you know, Kansas City, who is wide receiver needy. Well, they have the bodies, but as far as being a, having somebody to be able to perform, um, Valdez Scantling is could be some could be something special there. I know they made a pretty significant deal about him going there, right? You know, when it, in terms of fantasy with with MVS, like I'd almost rather him stay in Green Bay, right? I mean, because with in hindsight with the Devontae Adams departure, you know, MVS is probably that next guy up with Alan Lazard, um, but in in uh, in Kansas City, I don't know, like. They have so many like meh kind of guys. Like you, you still got Michael Hardman there, and and now Juju and Sky Moore and MVS, and it's like it's almost like the New England backfield, but for wide receivers. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I concur. Yep. With like Damian Harris, James White, and um, um, Ramondre Stevenson. It's like I don't want to touch any of them because you don't know who's going to be the guy to pop off. But the only consistent right now with this. Uh, Kansas City offense, it's Travis Kelsey. And other than that, it's like, it's going to be like a week-to-week thing. 
who knows who's going to be. They invested a really high pick in Sky Moore. They paid Juju a lot of money. Yeah. So in theory, those are going to be those two guys. But you never know because Patrick Mahomes is going to throw the ball a ton. Clyde's not, you know, Clyde, we don't know if Clyde's going to be a workhorse. They just signed Ronald Jones. We don't know what he's going to be yet. So for me, I'm staying away from it. Just I, I, just, I just don't know. I guess we can kind of move MBS and Juju. We could put them, Juju Smith-Schuster, kind of in that yeah. same um, that same area. But um, but I agree. You know, Mahomes was lucky uh, to come into the situation that he did with Tyreek Hill, right. um, with Travis Kelsey. But one of those safety blankets is gone right now. And mm-hmm. for in Mahomes' sake, you know, I think he'll he'll still be all right fantasy wise. I, I really do. But um, but you're you're probably right. These are going to be some depth pieces when it comes to draft time. Uh, but nobody that I'm right out of the gate, you know, week one fantasy football season underway that I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to start these guys. Right. Um, right. If you had to pick one or the one or the other, though, to pit, to start over one to start over the other, excuse me, who would it be with Juju or MVS? Just because of Juju's like track record, I'd probably take Juju. Okay. Um, and this is the best quarterback Juju's played with. And Juju has showed plenty of flashes. We know that. We know Juju has the talent. If he can stay off social media, he's got the talent, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, this could be this. I mean, we could sound dumb in six months and like Juju's what's his ceiling wide receiver. What in the top 10, probably right. Is that a ceiling? You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I I think I lean Juju over MVS right now. My biggest, uh, I think everybody's biggest knock on Juju Smith-Schuster these last couple of years is that when he's featured as wide receiver one, he struggled. He struggled. And, you know, he, I don't know what his official definition is, where he is on the depth chart. We'll obviously get a better idea of that, you know, later in July, as we get closer to September. But, um, you know, it Kelsey, it Kelsey's the dude still. I don't yeah. think oh, yeah. no matter what Kelsey happens is wide down receiver there, one. Yes. I, I don't think whatever happens with uh, <laughs> I, whatever happens with you know the, the roster and depth chart and all that stuff, it's still Travis Kelsey's the guy. So I, I think I think I agree with you. Juju Smith Schuster's track record is a lot yeah. better um historically, and Mahomes is gonna feed him the ball. So we'll certainly see health is gonna be. Um, you know, certainly an issue, uh, for Juju, but it's, I, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit higher on Smith Schuster than I MBS. I, I'm not going to lie. It's tough. Cause like on the same hand, you're like Patrick Mahomes is not scared of the deep ball. Look at Tyreek Hill's success. You know, right. every game it's, you know, Tyreek Hill's going to get at least three, four deep balls, like guaranteed. Yeah. MBS is a deep ball guy. We saw with Rogers. So at the same time, it's like maybe in like a standard league. I'm like, okay, I think I lean MVS a little more because he's going to get, you know, probably two or three 30-plus yard throws. So, I don't know. It's tough. I, I, I So, I guess in that sense, in, in a standard league, you know, if people are still doing that in 2022 <laughs> um, and not, not PPR, I, I would probably lean MVS. So. Yeah. So, ultimately, though, I don't think it hurts anybody, anybody no. else's draft stock. Um and I don't think it necessarily helps anybody at, at this current time from what we expect. It doesn't really help anybody either. Um, I think Mahomes will be just fine. You know, that'll be, that won't, shouldn't be an issue, but um, 
but yeah, I think that's where I stand with those two. Uh, let's see. Let's go next up. Let's go Jarvis Landry next to sign with his hometown, New Orleans Saints, uh, like a month or so ago. And Jarvis's best years are definitely behind him, fantasy wise, I think. But uh, he adds a really nice wide receiver to role uh, here down in New Orleans and, and helps Jameis Winston out considerably. Um, you have Michael Thomas as a wide receiver one. Yeah, he's apparently ready to come back. He's apparently <laughs> all ready so to go. Weird. What is Michael Thomas? Like, what is Michael Thomas? I don't know. The last two years have been frustrating. Uh, weird. It's to so watch. weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Slant Boy is uh, is has been <laughs> fantasy stardom to fantasy trash can. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I know people who drafted him high the last two years, and the last two years they've regretted it. So yeah. But uh, Jarvis is—he's a lot more durable, I think, health-wise. He's been—he's been pretty solid. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly where the New Orleans Saints wide receiver room stands outside of Michael Thomas, and I don't think it was very good last year. But uh, you know, they were doing good under you know with Jameis. I think Jarvis adds an extra layer to it, uh, which can only help Jameis out. You know, Jarvis produced even you know no matter what you think about. Uh, Baker Mayfield and his tenure with with the Browns, Jarvis produced uh, as as best as he could, especially yeah. too, um, you know, even when Odell Beckham Jr. was lining up uh, on the opposite side of the feet, you know, other side of the offensive line across from him, and when OBJ was out, Jarvis Landry, I think, I think he went over a thousand yards that season too, the year OBJ blew his ACL, so. Uh, I really like uh, Jarvis Landry in New Orleans. I, I don't, again, I, I don't think it's a top 10 draft pick, maybe depending on the size of your, uh, your fantasy football league, um, maybe a little bit like nine or 10, but I think, uh, I think there's some ups, definitely some upside to that. And I think Jameis is going to benefit from it. Right. I mean, that's probably going to help Kamara too. Right. I mean, maybe not in the pass catching game because Jarvis is more of a short short field kind of guy. So, um, but no, like I, I think Kamara is still going to be, I think Kamara is going to be good regardless of who's there. So, yeah, I was looking through some of Kamara's numbers and he's been pretty productive fantasy wise, but yeah. it was, it, there's, I don't even know if he's had a thousand yards rushing in a season yet. No, he's always been a little bit of both, like a little bit of both. never gets enough carries to get to a thousand kind of guy. So, Right. So we shall see about that. But uh, yeah, as far as hurting, yeah, I don't know. Nobody really gets hey, nobody gets hurt. Maybe some of the guys from last year, but they weren't the starters the or anything. So, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of why we're starting off with these guys, because there, there's not a whole lot of meat on the bone there. But yeah, right. that's that's where I stand with Jarvis Landry. Uh, next up, let's go. Let's go Mitch Trubisky who gets an opportunity to start in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's competing against Mason Rudolph, competing against uh, rookie quarterback uh, Kenny Pickett. So, uh, but Mitch, right now, he's been given the contract to potentially be the guy. Uh, there's, I think he's got like $14 million guaranteed, and it might be a little bit more than that if he, he ends up being a starter. Does uh, who does Mitch help if in this situation going to Pittsburgh, in your opinion? 
like not in a fantasy sense, he's going to help pick it. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he's been in the, he's been in the league. So he's yeah. going to help him out a little bit and Pickett's probably going to beat him out at some point. See right now, I think, it, I think right now, like it's a true, like Mason or not. It's a, it's a true Trubisky picket competition. I think Mace, I think Tomlin's going to say, Oh, Ru- Rudolph's totally in play. I don't think Rudolph's going to be in play. Right. I don't, but, um, I, this is like one of those things where I see like uh, uh, Trubisky like three or four weeks as the starter, and then the fans are going to get antsy. Coaching staff's going to get antsy. Like, okay, let's see, let's see what, what we have in this guy. Pick it. Let's see it. So it's not. I mean, I don't think it's helping or hurting anybody. I think he's kind of just just there. Just right there. Now. Yeah. I mean, I liked I liked Trubisky's 2018 season. That seems like it was a very long time ago. And yeah. And honestly, when filling in for Josh Allen or doing preseason stuff last year, we didn't. I didn't really see anything super promising. I mean, I am excited for him to get the opportunity again to start, but uh, I, and I don't know what kind of plays, you know, they, 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 right. the, the bills kind of left them to have, I think he did have some doubt, you know, that I think he threw the ball like 20 times max, yeah. maybe, maybe even less than that. But There's nothing it, that really like stood out to me. And that's why I'm a little concerned. Um, if, if Trubisky is the guy, I think that helps Najee Harris because Kenny Pickett he can move a little bit. So I feel like he's going to take some carries. He could take some carries. So if it's, if it's Trubisky, I think that helps Najee a little more, not too much to really dictate anything like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to fade Najee because Kenny Pickett's the start. You know what I mean? Right. So. Yeah. I'm trying to think, I mean, Mitch, what, what Mitch's strengths, you know, really are at this point, he did have a nice deep ball. Yeah. So I mean, he's more of a game manager, right? You know. Yeah, a little bit more than that, but yeah, I think it's it's pretty flat at that point. Um, next up, let's go. Let's go, Amari Cooper next to sign with the Browns. Um, man, I would have loved to see Cooper and Jarvis on the same team. I yeah. think that would be a great wide receiver room, but it just was not to be. Especially with with Donovan Peoples Jones as your number three, he kind oh, of broke I know. out a little bit last year. That would have been awesome to watch. It would have been incredible. Uh, but Amari Cooper's presence in, in in Cleveland, you know, we I know there's a whole lot we're going to talk about the Sean Watson in just a moment and, and everything kind of going on with him. But uh, in Cooper, I don't think Cooper is, you know, I think Cooper's lost a step a little bit over the over the last couple of years. I don't think anybody right. would really disagree with that. Um, even with Dak last year and like, I never really like Cooper's not like, okay, this dude is definitely wide receiver one on any other team. He's not that guy. I don't know if he really ever has been. I think there was, there was definitely some excitement when he went to Dallas originally, but he's not that guy, No, but, um, but you're not he, that guy, pal, <laughs> <laughs> but he's going to be featured here. No matter who's I mean, starting quarterback. I mean, right now it's uh, the plan is the shot is the Sean. That's, that's the plan. We can't, you know, until something happens, which is, it isn't looking good for him. Um, you know, that's kind of what we have to base it on. But you I mean, even if Baker gets the, gets to go out there, which I don't think he will, I don't think he will no. or Jacoby Brissett, uh, who is yeah. the currently, I think the QB two on the, on the unofficial depth charts yeah. going around, uh, Cooper's going to be a solid wide receiver. I mean, wide receiver one option. I, I, I would like to say he's going to be, 
much like a Brandon Cooks, maybe a little bit better, right. where Brandon Cooks was on a crap team, a really bad offense, but the dude was still putting up points just about every week. Kind of like a, like he's going to have a huge game, and then you might have a dud, a couple duds in between. Right. Huge games. So, yeah, I think I like Amari Cooper more as like a best ball kind of thing. So, for those who don't know what best ball is, you just draft a lineup and it just inputs your best performance that week into your lineup. And that's how it goes. So, like, I think Amari Cooper is more of a best ball play. You know what I mean? Like, who could break out at any week, but more than likely he's going to have some, some dud weeks there. But, I mean, it's so tough. Like, the Browns are so tough to try and dissect and figure out what's going on here. Like, we, you really don't know until week one. Like, it's going to be one of those things. Like, it's going to be up to the last minute what's going on with the Browns. I, I agree. I feel like a couple years ago, this was a little bit easier to, um, you know, it's a, it, it, was, it was a little easier to predict, but now – not so yeah. much. The team is kind of, is pretty much in shambles with or without Watson. I've seen practice videos and Watson's not really like he's not blowing anybody away from what I understand. Right. <laughs> Maybe character, which is yeah. hard for me to say, but as far as leadership goes. Yeah. The, the, the Browns are so tough. Like other than Nick Chubb and maybe Kareem Hunt, I'm going to let that be someone else's headache this yeah. year. You know what I mean? I'm just not going to deal with that. I don't think I'm going to draft anybody from the Browns except for maybe Chubb or, or Hunt. Right, right. I think the only one maybe in Joku, but it's still potentially. Still, yeah. Potentially, yeah, that's, that's the low guy. end. Yeah. Um. All right. So this is kind of the bottom feeders, I guess, of the of the our top fifteen ish. Which is uh, crazy, right? Isn't <laughs> Mario Cooper is a bottom feeder? Yeah. I know it, it's it's it, it it really do be like that sometimes, yeah. as the kids say. Let's head on over. Let's do. Uh, let's discuss Marquise Brown, who middle of the draft, or actually pretty early out of the draft, um, was sent packing to to Arizona. Surprise! Um, a, a big surprise. Lamar Jackson was taken aback by it, even though Marquise Brown was like, "No, no, no." He knew. Did Lamar tweet like? what the fuck or something like that. Just something like, like that. Like just WTF or something. Something, <laughs> something along the lines of that. It was pretty humorous. And at me and I think me and Brian were sitting on the couch talking about it. And we're just like, what? Like just watch this whole thing. And Marquise Brown is like, no, I talked to him before this, this whole system with, uh, uh, who's the damn offensive coordinator. Oh, crap. for the Cardinals. No, for the, the Ravens. Oh, uh, Greg, is it still Greg Roman? I think so. Yeah, he was basically saying it wasn't working for him, which, yeah. you know, I. Marquise Brown had an up and down year. He had a ton of drops, so many drops. He's a, he's a guy who's not really a wide receiver. He's he's I view him as a little bit less than an Amari Cooper. He, he'll he'll still put up numbers due to volume and, and targets. He's well, a high upside piece to the offense. He's not the focal point. Correct. Correct. That's that's where I stand out with with uh, with Marquise Brown. Which is um, kind of the situation he's going to, you know, they have a set wide receiver one, not until week four with DeAndre Hopkins being. Suspended. Oh, it's six. I think it's week seven it or six? eight. Oh, it's six weeks. And Damn, I think DeAndre, they're by week hits. I know he messed up big time. Don't take steroid. What was the steroid? What, performance enhancing something. So I don't right? even know if it was that. I can't remember the full story. Don't it, smoke but. crack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they definitely don't do that. But, um, 
Yeah, Marquise Brown going to Arizona is intriguing. They got a solid uh, wide receiver, too. But we got to, of course, because of that suspension, he's got to be wide receiver one for a little while. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a little bit of pressure on, on, on uh, Marquise Brown to perform with Kyler Murray. And that's uh, me and Brian have talked about this recently. This is that's the stretch where uh, Kyler Murray plays his best ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's those last half, that last quarter where he, everything starts, his body just starts to fail him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think this helps Kyler. Oh, definitely a pro for Kyler. Um, I don't think it's one of those things where, like, it's hurting Lamar. Lamar will say it hurts him, but I don't think it does. I mean, I think Rashad Bateman's going to be fine in Baltimore. Um, what's this Baltimore <laughs> It was like Rashad Bateman and like and, and Mark Andrews. I mean, Mark Andrews, Andrews yeah. is, gonna, is really going to benefit from this. I, I feel Andrews, it yeah. too. Probably J.K. Uh, Dobbins when he comes back. So, yeah, a lot of those guys. Some of the running backs maybe getting some more looks. Maybe uh, going out in the pass game a little bit more. There is a part of me that's like, oh no, Lamar. You know, like Lamar might not. Cause I, I feel like Lamar is going to be a monster this year. I really do. There's just something about it. He's got like that okay. Joe Flacco. Uh, contract year situation kind of thing going on where in Joe Flacco like tore, tore it up that year. I hope he does because the league is a lot more fun when Lamar Jackson's electric. I like, under- if you love I, or hate the guy, you got it like Lamar Jackson's electric. I, I, I love Lamar. And I At this point, I, I don't understand any any hate going his way i think this he just he he's a really down-to-earth good good dude i don't get it like he's a running back he's still scoring touchdowns i don't see it doesn't matter that's the style now too that's the (laughs) style scoring touchdowns exactly he could still chuck the ball. He, he improved on his accuracy last year. Right. Hollywood Browns is dropping it. That's all. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So um so yeah so Hollywood Brown going out to, to Arizona I, I think we pretty much summed it up. You know, maybe this helps out to some of those under underneath guys, like a Zach Ertz, maybe, maybe benefits right. a little bit from it. But oh, I forgot about Zach Ertz. Holy shit. I know. He I still know. plays. He still plays. He still wow. plays. I think they signed him this They signed him this year um, after the trade. So JJ um, Watt's still a Cardinal? Yes. Wow. NFL. Okay. It <laughs> uh, doesn't really hurt anybody, though. I don't think Marquise no. Brown hurts anybody. Again, Lamar maybe at the most, but it, it again, I think that's that's a reach. If you're Kyler, would you rather have Christian Kirk or Hollywood Brown right now? Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> probably, uh, probably Hollywood Brown. He's he's put up thousand yard seasons. Christian Kirk hasn't. So that's kind of where I stand on that. Um, all right, let's go. Can we get Carson Wentz out of the way? Yeah, let's get Carson Wentz out of the way. (laughs) Okay. Who does this help? Nobody. All right. Out of the next. (laughs) (laughs) Who does this help? Every Colts player on the offense. (laughs) I, I, you know, what's funny. I actually kind of had that listed that way. Um, I do. (sighs) Carson's move is interesting because I think Washington will be better with him. But I also think fantasy-wise, statistically, I think it hurts a lot of their guys. Yeah. I really do. I think Terry McLaurin will be just fine with it because, it, listen, Pittman got over 1,000 yards last year, deep ball guy, and McLaurin has way, way better hands than Michael Pittman does. Pittman had a lot of bad drops last year too. Um, and when a good, really good Carson is really good, actually. Yep. When he's on, he's on. 
So I think if anything, Terry McLaurin, it's going to benefit quite a bit. And on the cold side of things, I'm going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about Maddie Ice next. You can uh, coincide if you, if you want. We could. Naheem Hines is going to benefit. From oh, yeah. Not having Carson Wentz. People are hyped about Naheem Hines. Are you on board with all that? Are you? Are you? Oh yeah, I know what he can. I know what he can be. He was really, really good with Rivers, who loved to take the the short passes to him. And I think he's right compared him to Kamara. That stuck with me for a long time. Yeah, and that they well they I mean hey they gave him a contract last year right around this time they gave him a three year eighteen million dollar contract and last year they didn't do anything. Do you see the shot that Hines took and uh? I don't know if it was intended to be a shot, but he said that Maddie, Matt Ryan doesn't miss the layups. And I was smiling oh ear to ear with that one. <laughs> AKA he doesn't hit the, hit the turf when he goes to dump off to me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, this could be the year of the third down backs. I mean, um, Tony Pollard, like living in the Dallas area. I listened to a lot of Dallas sports radio and everybody's like, we want Pollard. Fuck Ezekiel, <laughs> dude. I love, I know, I know. Everybody wants Pollard, Pollard and Hines could be this could 22, 2022 could be their year. That's a, I mean, that's a good way to kind of look into this season. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of hype behind Pollard. They're saying big improvement, um, yeah. you know, but bigger role in the offense this upcoming. I, there's, there's an argument there. There really is. Pollard is definitely more electric than Zeke. I'll say it. I mean, For- there is. No, for sure. Um, as far as the Hertz department, and we're not talking about Jalen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Unless the coaching staff, the offensive coordinator, that you know, all that they they want just Carson to just hand the ball off like he was to Jonathan Taylor. Um, I I mean I was I'm big time down on his stock after last year, but I think Antonio Gibson takes a huge hit for me. Oh yes, um, yeah. huge hit. This they drafted Brian Robinson too, so it's another big bruiser kind of back. That Rivera has already come out and said this could be a two headed thing in the back. It could be three. They stole JD McKissick back from the Bills kind of thing, so they want JD McKissick. This could be a big time three headed backfield, which could be a real pain in the ass. It could be. It certainly could. And be. it hurts Carson once. So it hurts Carson. <laughs> I am down on McKissick, though. I do want to say that we talked about him a couple times last year going through games like, oh, you know what? He's actually doing really good, really solid games in the pass catching department. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited for McKissick stock if he was going to Buffalo, but when he pulled out and went back to Washington, I was like, yeah. Oh, bro. Carson what are you Wentz, doing? Carson Wentz doesn't make layups, man. You ain't going to eat nothing. McKissick would have been so fun on the Bills. I know. Put, put him out in the slot. Oh, it would have been great. I know. Great. Um, I'm a little concerned, too, about Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, oh, yeah. I know last year he was hurt, but, you know, the couple years ago, he was a really, really nice uh, you know, target. I think he hit like 700 yards. He finished top five or top 10 yeah. in tight ends. Um, Logan Thomas is weird to me. Like, I still don't know if he's good or not. Like, in my <laughs> head, there's still that mental block. Like, it's Logan Thomas. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. I just can't get behind Logan Thomas. But do you? Do you? You do you. Uh, let's go over to Matty Ice next. Let's go over to Matty Ice. Uh, very, very excited for Matt Ryan's debut with the Colts. Um, as far as what he brings, the accuracy, which has been commended considerably, the leadership ability. He's been a hard ass on the team. Um, but as far as benefits, I, I do think the whole damn offense, everybody benefits so much from Matt Ryan, from a fantasy perspective. 
Um, Pittman just skyrockets right now. Skyrockets. I'd like to think so. I There is some concern about Matt Ryan's deep ball. Mm-hmm. There is some concern there, but even still, I think Matt Ryan will find a way to get him the ball, you know, yeah. whether it's changing up the offense a little bit. Um, you know, I wasn't sold on Pittman as a wide receiver one last year. I just knew he was a volume guy because everybody else, I think, got less than five or 400 yards. Um, everybody in the receiving category is literally Pittman and everybody else. So, right. uh, you know, the jury's... I've seen, um, I've read some reports that him and Paris Campbell are clicking. And it's like, okay, but it's, it's Paris Campbell and his body clicking because that's the real issue. Oh, <laughs> you know no, his, I mean? his, his ankles and legs are clicking all the time when he walks, when he runs. It's, that's, that's, that's what Paris Campbell's got going on. I yeah. do not trust Paris Campbell yeah. at all. In fact, I would throw him in for free if the Colts wanted to trade for Terry McLaurin. No. Uh, <laughs> I would just hand him over. But um, I interest you in this delicate wide receiver <laughs> for free. He is made of glass. He's good for three good games. Um, he looks good on the shelf, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, I mean, again, the whole team, I think JT will still have a significant role. I think the offense has got to run through Jonathan Taylor a lot. I don't, I don't want to see them run him into the ground. I think that's the nice oh, offset that I Matt do. Ryan brings. <laughs> Jesus. Bury him. <laughs> um, but as we said with Carson, Naheem Hines' stock is up. Um, even Frank Reich said fantasy people, yeah, invest in Naheem Hines. Yep. Uh, I also want to, I think, you know, this would help on the, on the Atlanta Falcons front. This might help Cordero Patterson um, get significantly. I was thinking about this um, earlier today. I'm like, oh, does it really benefit anybody from Atlanta? I mean, obviously Marcus, like <laughs> Marcus Mariota, you know, obviously becomes a little bit more fantasy relevant. Nobody's going to be drafting him, but maybe as a, as a streaming, a quarterback streamer or a QB two in a two B two QB league, but Cordero Patterson becomes a nice little safety blanket for, for, um, for Mariota. The person who I think this might hurt though, is Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Which uh, Brian sucks. Edwards now too, because Brian Edwards was moved to Atlanta. So yeah, I mean Matt, Matt Ryan wasn't there when they moved, but it's, that's still going to hurt Brian Edwards. I mean, you know. So yeah, Pitts is the one. Like I don't know for dynasty guys. I mean, it's going to stink unless Ritter gets in there and, and does something. But you know, Mariota. I look back at Mariota's starting role with with Tennessee, and you know, there's really like tight ends were not his like thing. <laughs> I mean, Delaney Walker here and there, but when Marietta was the quarterback for the Titans, all they had was Delaney Walker. So like, I mean, <laughs> no, you ain't kidding. So I am a little concerned. I think Kyle Pitts will still be worth. Um, I mean, obviously he's going to be worth a grab uh, and such, but, um, but yeah, Matt Ryan to the Colts is uh, it does it will benefit, including I think it makes that uh, the rookie Alec Pierce uh, a little bit more desirable. Um, he's going to be pushed right into a wide receiver two type role, yep. I think, right out of the gate. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Sean Watson next, because this one is. How much time do we have? Oh boy, this one is going to be a high risk, high reward draft pick. If he even makes it, the rumors are saying that he's going to be suspended for at least a year. 
which yeah i'm just gonna say it now i'm not touching deshaun watson probably ever again i just don't want to deal with that (laughs) i would assume you're with me on that like i just don't yeah i I, i'm in i'm in the same boat i'm in the same boat it's much like i mean who did we have last year Oh, it was Deshaun Watson last year, too. <laughs> but for much different circumstances. Who's the guy breaking the law all the time? <laughs> this is Josh Gordon of quarterbacks. Oh, my God, yeah. Dude, if he plays, we got to hit. <laughs> <laughs> he, seriously, seriously. Um, but, I mean, if, if Watson does find a way to make it to the field, you know, Cooper's going to be fine. Kareem Hunt's going to be very okay. David and Joku's going to be great. Chubb, you know, this will help open things up for him, you know, on the ground even more so than it already is. But ultimately, the arrival of Deshaun Watson means pretty much the end of Baker Mayfield's fantasy irrelevant, uh, or, or excuse me, fantasy relevancy, unless Baker gets traded to Carolina, which is what the rumor is right now. I think he gets moved. Baker? Yeah. I don't know at this point. But I know that Carolina's real desperate. I don't think they're ready to All go right. on Matt Coral um, or Corral. Or I still can't pronounce his damn name. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> but they really don't want to go in with Sam Darnold, and they're trying to get. They're trying to get if they're going to make a move on Baker, they want to try and get him in before camp begins. It's tough because like Sam Darnold's still like I, I, I still think I'm good. <laughs> Sam, you got to re- relax, bud. Relax. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I mean, Deshaun is, if he plays great, if not, it's, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm not touching him. I'm, I'm not doing it. Yeah. It's, it's a difficult one. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Let's see. We got one more quarterback left and three more wide receivers. Let's go over to, uh, let's do AJ Brown next. Let's talk AJ Brown, his trade surprise trade to the uh to the Philadelphia Eagles in the middle of the draft and we got to see the body language of Mike Vrabel who was very upset that there was nothing he could do to salvage the situation they didn't want to pay uh AJ Brown wide receiver one money I understand it to an extent because of his health issue you know his 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 health it's been a little shaky the last couple years but man I am like I'm I'm so excited for the Eagles with this move I'm so excited for Jalen Hurts um, Jalen Hurts was a really, really good fantasy quarterback last year. And I think the AJ Brown trade just, it solidifies him in probably the top 10. I yeah. would dare so say. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I don't think it's going to hurt him much going to going to from Tannehill to Jalen Hurts. I mean, Ryan Tannehill and Jalen Hurts are kind of close in terms of like arm talent, but but no, I mean, I think, I think it's going to help him playing alongside Devonta Smith because, like, Devonta Smith's not a schmuck. So I think they're both going to be open, and Jalen Hurts is going to have just so many options. Like, I don't know. I I, I like A.J. Brown. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tex. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I think with that trade that A.J. Brown instantaneously, he is, he's, you know, A.J. Brown is wide receiver one. There's there's no doubt about it. He's going to be a high-volume guy. We know how talented he is. Uh, you know, this guy has produced. He's quietly had 1,000-yard seasons, much like his 
uh, <laughs> it's not his family, but like, just like, you know, uh, Hollywood Brown, you know, it's quietly been a 1000 plus yard receiver over the last couple of years. And I, I think, you know, Jalen hurts as he considers, you know, continues to learn um, and get better. It's, you know, the, the, the whole rushing and, and receiving or passing thing is just gonna, uh, yeah. Jalen hurts is going to be a okay. Um, I mean, even I think even without AJ Brown, like Jalen Hurts is just going to rush for a million yards and he's going to be fine. Yeah. But adding AJ Brown is just like, I think Jalen Hurts is in like the top seven category right now. What did he finish last year? Like top. Was he seven? Was he? He might have. I know. I think I'm pretty sure he was top 10. I mean, he was great. Like, great. Um, as far as hurting goes, people who hurt from this top nine, he was. top nine. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ryan Tannehill is going to suffer tremendous, yeah. uh, tremendously from this. Uh, I know AJ Brown was hurt for some games last year. They didn't have Derrick Henry. They still won games. The Titans did, but as far as Tannehill's fantasy stock, I'm kind of down on it. It's going to hurt Devon Smith. I yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely going to hurt Devon. Uh, I think it helps Goddard. Okay. I think it helps Goddard. And there's actually a part of me that thinks that it might help Devontae Smith too, because AJ Brown is a guy who's going to respect, you know, or demand like double Number coverage in targets. some instances. Yeah. So maybe you get that nice solid wide receiver too, to get some, you know, you get some other grabs, but the, the volume might not quite be there like it was before. Um, I actually think the AJ Brown moves hurts Derrick Henry. Hear me as out. like a because he's a really as a fantasy blocker guy. as a fantasy guy. Okay, we've we've seen defenses last year, and you know, um, when the Titans did not have help, when Julio was out, when AJ Brown was either hurt or out, uh, we've seen defenses, and we've seen the Jets do this. By the way, the Jets defense, which has you know drafted, you know the team has drafted pretty well, but the Jets defense is not anybody's like oh wow that's like a top 10 defense they shut down the titans because they just contained derrick henry they, yeah. they had a, their defensive game plan um resulted contained in to the teams, best of their ability to the best of their ability <laughs> and a yeah. lot of teams limited derrick henry last year there was a couple i mean he a lot of teams they just honed in on derrick henry and and they they stopped him you know um i know he was coming back early from an injury but that playoff game right? The playoff game against Cincinnati was not a good showing for Derrick Henry. Again, yeah. I excuse that because of the coming back from the injury, but there was several, there was several instances last year where teams just honed in on Derrick Henry and that trailer, was it Traylon or Traylon Burks? Yep. He uh, hasn't even been at minicamp. He's been hurt. He's had hasn't. asthma issues. Yeah, he's out done. of breath. He's not in shape, yeah. um, you know, which, you know, things could change. I don't want to, you know, already write him off like I did Certainly, Jamar Chase yeah. last year, but, um, but I think Derrick Henry is going to suffer a little bit from this. I, On the I think same hand, too, with with AJ Brown not having Derrick Henry, like play action was a huge, huge part of that Titans offense. That's true. So, you know, baiting people to think Derrick Henry is getting the ball and you throw it out to AJ Brown for an easy touchdown, like he's probably not going to have that in Philly. Like Miles Sanders, I guess he's a bum. I don't know. Like <laughs> he doesn't get the ball. They don't use him. So. Yeah, yeah, that was an issue that they talked about last year too. So that's, I like Miles Sanders too. I just I, they just don't use him. 
No, they, they really don't. So that, that's, you know, there's some definitely, there's a lot of pros and cons. I'm glad you brought that point up too, because yeah. AJ Brown did eat because of the play action. So, Big time. Um, but we will see. I mean, I think the fact that Jalen hurts is a mobile, you know, dual threat quarterback will, he can make plays with his legs. So. Correct. So that might help end up helping, you know, making up the difference essentially for not having Derrick Henry anymore. Which helps too, because AJ Brown isn't like this elite separator. AJ Brown is going to out physical you and get the ball on those 50 50 balls kind of thing. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We got three more to talk about. Uh, let's go Russell Wilson next. All right. Russell Wilson making his move to Denver after uh, playing his entire career so far in Seattle, traded for a massive. Hall. Um, Russ has the best offensive line that he's ever had. Yep. Or at least in, he's had in some time. Um, you could argue his best weapons, too. You, you could argue it. Um, I, it's definitely arguable. I mean, we got to figure out the Jerry Judy thing um, yeah. and everything going on with that. I am a little sad that we're not going to see Russ and Noah Fant together. Yeah. But <laughs> Noah Fant, yeah, we got Russell Wilson. <laughs> You're a part of the trade. <laughs> Shit! Back to Drew Lock or Geno Smith. It's just that's Ugh. a that's a QB battle. I'm not touching with the ten Gross. foot pole. Um, but Russ's arrival is definitely exciting for a lot of those guys who you know. Again, a lot of people said that you know the Denver's a quarterback away, and and Denver yeah. hit Denver's weapons did pretty damn well last year. Yeah. All things considered. Um, you know, with Drew Locke, with Teddy, well, mostly Teddy B, but with Drew Locke and and, and all that. So Corlin Sutton's going to be just okay, you know, just fine, hopefully. Uh, you know, real quick, another thing, too, is just locker room presence with Russell Wilson. Like, yeah. The dude oozes confidence. You know, he's played in Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl. Like, Russell Wilson is, like, it's, it's huge for Denver. Massive. I, I agree. I certainly agree. I also like uh, Tim Patrick's upside too. He was yeah. kind of fun last year towards the end he of the was. season. Um, you know, Glasgow's Cortland. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, I am not a Cortland Sutton fan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, also, I think Javante Williams is going to benefit quite a bit. I love Javante Williams. This year. I do oh, too. God. We got to keep him a secret. We do. Uh, he's going to fly under the radar, and I think a lot of. A lot of leagues. I really do believe that. But he was I, so good last year. So good. You know, I don't know what Nathan, right? It's Hackett. Yeah. Yep. Hackett's the new head coach. I don't know what he has in store for this team and their offensive scheming, but I know that one of the biggest bitches from Russ, uh, you know, in his time in Seattle was, hey, I wish he'd ran the ball a little bit more mm-hmm. so we can mix things up and I don't have to depend on just my arm alone. Uh, so if this, if this team, you know, goes in that direction, Javante Williams is going to be just fine. I think he's going to be just fine. Um, I will say this on on the part of Seattle side, I do think Rashad Penny and Chris Carson, if health permitted, especially for Carson, but definitely Rashad Penny are all going to benefit, are all going to benefit from, uh, from not having rust there, from having a probably a little bit more balanced offense uh, with Gino or or Drew Locke under center. Definitely hurts DK Metcalf sanity for sure. Yes. Yeah. I do. I didn't realize Metcalf didn't even go for a thousand yards last year. No. Metcalf might murder Drew Locke this year. Like there might be <laughs> an investigation. He might choke out. <laughs> He's going to be dancing on the sidelines. DK just slaps the shit out of him. Geno Smith might get his jaw broken. again. <laughs> <laughs> 
go. That's a meme. I'm it? so glad you said that. That's a meme in the making. Um, yeah, I, I don't like DK Metcalf stock right now. And I really and, and Tyler Lockett, who's been hanging on by a thread over the last couple of years. Poor, poor DK, poor, poor Tyler Lockett, dude. He can't catch a perfect break. Lockett had more than a thousand last year. Yeah, Lockett's great. And now he's just like, I might retire. <laughs> I think I'm gonna hang him up. <laughs> I was really hoping he was gonna be a trade guy. Um, hey Denver, you up? <laughs> uh and then Next, let's go Tyreek Hill, that trade um, to the Miami Dolphins, which is, man, it's exciting. It is really, really really exciting what Tyreek Hill can bring to the table to the Miami Dolphins. This this offense is pure speed. Um, Boy, he's gassing up two of them. Good Lord, is he gassing them up? I think he's I think he's got some good points to it could explode. He could. We saw him in college. He could do it again. I think to it. I maybe think of Tua a little bit higher regard than other people do. I, I've seen. I don't him. hate Tua. Okay, there's a lot of people who just love to just just pull down their pants and take an OBJ all over Tua in his yeah. career. So yeah, I um very unwarranted. It's sure. so unwarranted, and I think he, he's done his best with a, a lot of you know a lot of with everything going on over the last couple of years. He's done the best that he can, but. Man, hey man I, I I traded for two in Dynasty, so I'm 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 all on board with two. Oh and yeah, I'm a Bills fan, so that's saying a lot. It is saying a lot. Uh, I love the yeah the Tyreek Hill move. It opens up so much for this this Dolphins oh, offense. Yeah. I think this might be one of the years where the Dolphins have a very very high number of people taken in in yeah. like, you know in fantasy I mean, drafts and starting in people's lineups. I mean, it's, it's not just just depth and you know bench positions, but Legit starting week in, week out. Yeah, Tyreek Gasicki waddles a superstar in the making. Yep. Like, it's there. And what does this mean for the running backs? I mean, they got, Ch- I mean, Chase Edmonds, we're going to find out a little bit more this year. Miles Gaskin, I think, is still down there. Uh, you have speed like Waddle and Hill, especially with the, the new head coach, Mike McDaniel, who's a, you know, who's masterminded the usage of Debo Samuel. He's gonna find ways to take off defenders, pull oh, yeah. back, you know, pull back people, and it's gonna open up the run game so much more. At least, so we think. As a Bills fan, I'm so glad they didn't get Brees Hall. Oh my! Could you imagine? <laughs> oh my God! That would have been that would have been incredible. That would have been <sighs> incredible. I do. I am curious with the Chase Edmonds signing, though. That is, uh, this isn't bad. I mean, it, it's just adding more speed to an already like a NASCAR roster yeah. <laughs> or F1 roster. If Pretty, you will, like, oh, no, no, fun. no, no, they're going to be fun. <laughs> as far as the, you know, the remainder of the help department, I think Travis Kelsey takes a much bigger role. We already talked about yeah. MVS and Juju who that will help their situation going there. Um, and of course the, uh, what it was a lobby that they went, they got, or who, uh, they got sky more chief sky more. I'm sorry. Sky yeah, Moore, sky yeah. more, you know, it's going to benefit. Those guys, you know, Sky Moore's got a lot of hype. He's got big shoes to fill. People are really, really excited about Sky Moore for sure. I mean, I've seen him in dynasty drafts go as high as uh 105. Really? So, like, people like it would go, um, Burks. Burks is usually number one there. It's Burks and um, Drake London, it's both of them, and then like Sky Moore. It's like, wow, like, you guys are buying into this big big time <laughs> like people bought him in Clyde Edwards Flyer too early I get a different position but like people are like oh my god Clyde 101 in Dynasty it's it that's it done deal 
it's like Jonathan Taylor was still in the class. You guys know that, right? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'm, forget, I'll I'm, never forget the, the Clyde Edwards Lair hype. Brian, that was fun yeah. while it lasted. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. Uh, love love far, you, Brian. Tough look. We love you. We love you very much. But yeah, that was that was the big that was a big whiff. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he still ended up making our finals that year. I think I yeah. think yeah, he I probably think. did. Clyde, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> uh it hurts as far as hurting people with Tyree Kill's movement to Miami or whatever. This I Mahomes might be the biggest one at risk, but I think it's much even like then it's not that bad. I think it's like the Marquise Brown Arizona thing where Lamar doesn't really suffer all that much. Uh, and they're going to make plays regardless, you know, for sure. For sure. At least it's uh, yeah, that's what we're thinking. So, and then our last one uh, for today, uh, probably the biggest shocker of Massive. the, of the off season. We're going to go, let's talk Devonte Adams and what his move means to the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh my God, <laughs> this team has got this offense. If they can't get the job done, if they can't get to the playoffs, oh boy, uh, they need to. Uh, uh, yeah, the, if this team falters, there's 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 some serious issues out in Vegas. But man, Adams just—I think it brings out the best in just about everyone on that roster. I really do. Um, Carr, obviously, he, he has a legit wide receiver one for the first time since probably since Amari Cooper was there. Yeah. I mean, and obviously I think people hold Devonte Adams body of work a lot higher regard than they ever did uh, Amari Cooper. So really good for him. Yeah, too. I saw a stat. If you take Devonte Adams touchdowns away from Rogers and add them to cars, they have the same amount. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm, I'm scared about Aaron Rodgers, dude. I am like, this is going to, this, this hurts him. And this is going to help Aaron Jones. It's going to help. Um, what's that motherfucker's name? AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. I hate AJ Dillon. God damn it. <laughs> I love Aaron Jones so much for those of you that don't know. I'm the Aaron Jones biggest fan. If there's one Aaron Jones fan in the world, it's me. <laughs> um, and yeah, he was taking all the carries, but that's besides the point. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon skyrocket. Like I think they get a ton of carries and Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, it's still Aaron Rodgers, but like Aaron Rodgers has had a marquee wide receiver his whole career. Just about, just about, I mean, obviously there's been yeah. periods of injuries, but every single year you are Jordan right. Whether Nelson, it's been Jordy or Devontae Adams. I mean, Greg Jennings for a period of time. I don't know. Like Randall Cobb. Yeah. Like he's always had that marquee guy. And now it's like we're putting all the coin or putting all these chips into a guy that played at North Dakota State last year. Right. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of faith there. My, my thing with Roger, I don't think it hurt. I mean, it, it will. It might hurt him a little bit. But my thing is Aaron Rodgers has been elevating dudes. Yeah. You know, forever, forever. And it's been, you know, it's been crazy. Like right? Robert Tunyon became a super Marquez Valdez Scantling became relevant. Uh, Equinemia St. Brown would have good games. <laughs> the Lizard King. The Lizard King. Alan Lazar. <laughs> you know, there's been a lot of guys who Aaron Rodgers has elevated. So I think Rodgers productivity will be fine. Um, but his weapons, I don't like Rodgers weapons. I think if anything, the wide receiver room takes a big hit there. Um as far as Devontae Adams' presence goes, I am slightly concerned about Hunter Renfro. 
Hunter Renfro, I mean, was awesome last year in the final stretch, but you know, it came with, uh, there's a lot that happened, right? So we had the, uh, the, the rugs incident, um, and rugs was kind of being groomed to be wide receiver one. And then Renfro just stepped up and just balled out, uh, Renfro could be just fine. Could be just fine with Devonte Adams as wide receiver one. And I'm sure he possibly will be. I think the, the, the benefit more so goes to Darren Waller. Oh yeah. But uh, I feel like Renfro might take a hit. It reminds me a lot of when, Oh Christ. Who was it a couple years ago? Cole. I know Cole Beasley stepped up for Dallas a couple years ago. It was like a, I think it might've been before Amari Cooper got traded. But Cole Beasley was like that dude for like a couple weeks and or a little a little stretch of time, and then they the, the Cowboys traded for Amari Cooper and Beasley's production just went down the drain. And you know Renfro has been an up and down kind of guy his entire career. Um, obviously he handled the pressure last year, but uh, I don't know. They just signed him to a contract. Renfro's a good football player, but I don't. I don't know if I don't know. I'm a little indifferent as far as where he he stands with the Adams there now. Yeah, I mean, they just paid Renfro so much money. Like, I think Renfro's going to be a big part of the offense. Like, Adams, Renfro, Waller, like, they're going to be huge. So, I don't know. No, I think I think it's kind of going to be similar to, like, a the, like, like we talked about earlier with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Like, it's going to be that kind of deal. Right. You know, it's going to open up a lot more for Renfro. So, I'm fine with either or. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, that is a wrap for our very first fantasy episode back. Uh, me and Ryan have to discuss what we're going to do next week as far as uh, what the show goes, maybe get into our positional tiers, maybe do some other little stuff here and there. But, um, but regardless, we will be back every single Saturday. Make sure you uh, make sure you tune in. All right. Look out for episodes and, uh, and, and yeah, also we're going to do another mailbag episode before draft time starts or whatever, before the season starts. So please, if you guys got questions, you want to send them our way, find us on Facebook, send us a message on there or shoot us an email, T-H-E, the number two, P-T, conversation at gmail.com. Name of the show, obviously, the two-point conversation at gmail.com. Uh, start sending your questions, and uh, we'll start gathering them for a mailbag episode maybe in a month or so. We'll Maybe we'll do two. We'll see how the results are. But that is it. Ryan, welcome back, my man. Thank you so much for being a part of uh, this journey with me. I uh, appreciate your help, man. I could not do fantasy without you. For sure, dude. I cannot wait. The season is going to be a ton of fun. A it is. Fun. It is. Well, everybody, that is a wrap. On behalf of Ryan and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good.